Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got another rockin' show for you today as we kick off our 2017 season, and this year is the year of change, and we're going to talk a lot about, with our guests this upcoming season, about it's not who you are, but where you are. Linda, this is something that you shared with me when I was visiting with you in New York City uh, last month. That, to me, is such a profound statement. It's not who you are, but where you are. Do you want to talk to me a little bit about what that means for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We always talk about, you know, people and what they're doing and, you know, who they are and who they know and all of that. But that doesn't have... for happiness, for a good year to, to start rolling into the changes that we're all going to be feeling, it's where you are. I use the word vibrating. Uh, where you're vibrating from is, you know, what's in your heart? What do you feel? What's important to you? What, what, what change in you are you going to make so that you can weather some of the storms that um, might come from the changes that we're at? that we're all going to experience. So it's, I think that's the work that we have to do is, you know, find out each one of us for ourselves, you know, where we are as, you know, as a, as a, as a spirit in human form, where are we? And, and what are we going to do to kind of protect ourselves from the onslaught of crazy that, that's coming, <clears throat> coming at us at an unbelievable pace? Well, and it's funny you said that because as part of my, you know, planning, I, I like to plan on airplanes. Anytime I have five, six, seven hours sitting on an airplane or sitting in an airport, it's always a really good time for me to plan. And this year, as opposed to different years, I really started looking at where people were energetically, not just spiritually, not just physically, not just emotionally, not just professionally. I started making a list of people that I work with, clients that I have, and I thought to myself, okay, where are they energetically? And something came through really strong to me, Linda, during this this kind of, you know, review, practice, getting ready for the new year kind of stuff. I made a promise to myself that whether it's a client, a friend, a family member, that their fear 
is not going to become my fear. And I will not take that on because I'm, I recognize the changes that are coming. I recognize the changes that are going around in our culture and our planet, politically, financially, all these things are changing. They're shifting. And we don't know yet if these shifts are good or bad for us as an individual. We just know that they are. And I'm really excited to include in our conversation today, um, intuitive Lori Johnson, because she always lends such great insight into these, you know, into these topics, because when change happens, and that's, I think, a big part of 2017 is how well do you manage change? How well do you work with change? How well do you make change work for you? And that big thing of your fear cannot be my fear, and I will not take it on. That's kind of like my, if I could have a t-shirt made for 2017, that would be my t-shirt. Okay, well, you know, that's, that's a very important lesson that we all need to learn is not to take on other people's stuff. And, and, you know, it's a big one. Um, today I was talking to, uh, to a friend, and he was saying um, not oh, – it goes the other way. Sometimes because if you're very um, energetically and you've got a, energetically um, – oh, gosh, I don't even know the word. But if, if, you're, if you're thinking on a different level or being on a different level, you could actually upset somebody else's apple cart. So you want to be careful not to do that as well. Does that make any sense to you? Because he was he was really talking about it today, and we'll talk to Lori about it, um, that sometimes if you're, I, I just don't know the word to use instead of vibrating, but if you're energetically at a, at a higher level than, than somebody that might be at a much lower level, your energy might actually um, hurt them. Wow. See, I, I didn't think of it that way. I know I annoy people. I know I bother people. <laughs> I know people think I'm a nutball or a whack job with some of this stuff, but I never thought about my energy being hurtful for them. So yeah, I, I can't wait. I, in fact, I'm going to bring Lori Johnson on okay. right now because I, I don't want to have to carry the worry of hurting people around me any more than I have to. And if my energy now is poking at them, you know, more than what I recognize, I'd like to know about that. Uh, Lori Johnson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so you're going to be our, our like barometer here. Um, <laughs> our weather kind of Intentionally, unintentionally, energetically hurting the people around us. So I'm curious to know your take on that. It's a lot harder to do than it sounds because people talking about you're on a higher level and being able to at least be on a, a a more harmonious vibration with the energy that is where we're moving into. When you get to that higher level, there's an understanding that is um, it's far deeper and being able to affect others in a negative way becomes far less possible because you're not coming from that low place where you can't control your energy. In fact, the more that you are aware of it, the more it's not about control necessarily, but being aware of how you use it, how you utilize it, very few people who get to those higher levels are able to negatively affect other people because even if they're very energetic, the only reason that it affects people negatively is if people are really, really, really stuck. Mm-hmm. And this comes as if, um, you know, good news coming to them and they don't want to hear it because they want to be all grumpy and mean. But on a regular level, if you're talking about being very energetic or being being very happy, unless you go and try to 
convert somebody into believe exactly what you believe. All that is is giving them positive energy that they can take or not. But when you get to that higher level of understanding it from that perspective, you are vibrating at a level that will not be harmful. It can be irritating, though, right? Because sometimes when I'm in a, when I feel like I'm in a really good energetic state, I bug the crap out of some people, and I really <laughs> annoy jerks. Like if you're a jerky guy or a jerky girl in my life, and I come in being what I think is my best, um, it just bugs the crap out of them, Lori. Well, yeah, because that energy is is trying to get them to wake up on something, not you purposely doing it. But, yeah, it's part of a a bigger plan, you know, of come against people who are really negative or want to hold on to that. They're going to be annoyed, or I would say more their vibe will be upset by yours. But that's what they're here to learn anyway. So I understand not being, you know, not wanting to hurt somebody else. But it's, again, when you get into that, when you're more comfortable with that vibe, you'll also be aware of how you affect others. Because right now you're talking about you are aware that you will annoy others. Do you continue to annoy them or do you kind of pull back? It depends. I mean, if I'm really feeling good, I don't want my good mojo like to be dimmed because somebody's in a bad mood. And there is part of me that enjoys when they're jerky to me, like, I enjoy being happy in their presence, and I probably that's the lower part of me, you know, the lower vibration, but especially I'm thinking of two particular people in my life that they always make fun of me. They call me Pollyanna. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's it, her on her happy carpet ride again, and, you know, they make these snotty comments to me, but the fact is, is I'm not being fake. I truly am happy. I am joyful. And they can't see how I can be that way because I'm not married, because I'm, you know, working really hard, raising my kids on my own. And it's almost like it's not fair that she's happy and we have all this stuff and we're not. That I mean, maybe I'm, I'm presenting it poorly, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is annoying to them, but it's annoying to them because they are annoyed by you. That is their energy. That's kind of like they're putting it out to you and you're just not taking it. You're standing, you know, you have that vibe and negative energy cannot get through that vibe. It's like you're shining like a sun and some ray of negativity is coming towards you and the sun burns it off on the, on the surface of it. So I understand what you're saying and, and, you know, being happy and annoying other people because you are happy. Got to say, though, that that's on them because yeah. if they don't want to accept any kind of positive vibe, that's their choice. So it's their yes. choice to be annoyed. It's so funny. I just wrote that in in the uh, in the uh, dialogue. People have choices where they want to be, and you know, if, if you're with somebody that that is, you know, is in a good, a very, very good place, it could be very uncomfortable for the person that isn't, and then so they will choose to go with something that that feels more familiar to them, and it's usually not such a good thing. But, again, it's a choice. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to learn from? Who do you want to have around you? And thank God we all have that choice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to talk about, you know, 2017. We just got your newsletter today, um, and it was quite comprehensive about everything that, that's going on. And... Um, well, we can, we can get to that, you know, after the break, but I just, I know that you, uh, you say that, um, people expect 
January 1st, everything is going to change for the better since now that we're in this new age. But it's it's going to take a little bit longer than January 1st. So we have to, you know, weather the storm for at least another month. Right. Yeah, just because the date changes, um, the date determined in the calendar, this determined by a pope in, well, I think it was 1524, Pope Gregory, who just made the calendar. And I'm sure he had good reason, but none of the reasons had to do with uh, a natural organic flow of the way the earth turns or the moon affects us. None of that stuff was taken into consideration. So we don't actually shift energy from one year to another until we get to how the Chinese recognize it, not because they're creating it, but because they recognize it differently. So the first new moon in Aquarius is always the day that the energy changes. And this year that's on January 28th. So we're getting into a year of the fire rooster, which is as if nature's wake-up call, and it's also the moral compass of the zodiac. So we're getting a lot more sensibility, a lot more moral responsibility, and a lot of action, as in if it doesn't work, it's going to be really clear there is nothing but yes and no. There's not going to be any maybes, anything like that. So when we get into things like politics or even just the growth of our country or the growth of an individual, it's going to be really Lori, clear to recognize. We've got to go to commercial break. Okay. Uh, we'll be back with more with Lori Johnson. I can't hear, wait to hear about this rooster and the, the, the <laughs> what we're expecting on the 28th. More after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies. 
ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And our wonderful guest today is Lori Johnson, and she's an intuitive, and she's helping us understand the shifts and changes that are happening right now in our universe and what we can expect for the rest of 2017. But before we get into that, I'd like to talk about... Um, you were talking about this change that comes on the 28th, the first new moon or the first full moon. What did you say? Something in Aquarius? Yeah, first new moon in Aquarius is a new beginning. Okay. The new beginning. So so January 28th, two days before my birthday, in case anybody wants to wish me happy birthday. Um, <laughs> that's when we're expecting to see what? Like what happens? Like you said, the Pope changes the uh, date, you know, on the calendar that we use. But in reality, the Chinese had it had it right. Yeah, the energy doesn't change, meaning you can change the date and we can celebrate that. But when we get into January 1st, people really are thinking the energy is going to change, that the stuff, the challenge, the mercilessness of 2016 is going to be over. But it isn't over until we get an actual energetic change with the new moon on the Chinese New Year and this year on the 28th. So that causes January to be very difficult because people traditionally will do their um, resolutions and, you know, they really want to make changes. But if they start off the year trying to make changes at a time when it cannot be happening. It makes people incredibly frustrated and kind of blows what they want to do for the rest of the year because it really didn't work or there was no positive response to what they were trying to do. So when we get to January 28th, it really is, uh, this is a not just a year of a, um, a new year of energy, this is a new decade of energy. Laurie, 2017, gonna... go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you, you'll finish. No, 2017, if you do numerology in it, it ends up being a 10-year or a 1-year, which is always new beginnings, but a 10 means that it's a new beginning, the 1 with the 0 of unlimited options here. So for the past 10 years, and especially last year, which was about releasing everything we didn't need to take forward with us, which is really significant because of where we are at the beginning of the Aquarian age and all that kind of stuff, that this is a significant year of 10 years of not really being able to accomplish a whole lot, and now we get into this new year, which literally, if you've done your work on self-awareness, which is what the major lesson has been for the past 10 years, then things open up for you that have not been able to open up for the last 10 years. And it's not going to be January 29th, everything is great, but what we are going to feel within the first few days of this new energy year is as if the weight of 2016 is lifted off, we'll have more energy, we'll have a brighter outlook without working on it. It just turns around as if you've been in cloudy days for the past year and now all of a sudden you see the sun on how that feels lighter, better, and happier. And then what we want to accomplish follows that. But it'll take a couple of weeks for that to kind of settle in. But that's the first thing that's going to give us any indication that this is going to be a better year. Lori, is that is that feeling that, that you talk about, is that going to be only experienced with the people that have done the work and realize what's going on? Um, or is that going to be everybody? Because, you know, there's so many people around that, that don't think the way we do. And they're, you know, and they're really, I don't know what they're expecting, you know, especially from this new administration. I mean, what what thing this election did and, and was show is how divided we are and how yeah. so, there's so many different sections and of people in this country that think so differently and, and whatever the reason, we just can't get together. So 
if if the people that have done the work are are going to be feeling this lightness or knowing that you know things have changed, but the rest the you know the rest may not. So how do you know how do you kind of get that message across, or do you? Well. Everybody will be feeling it to one extent or another, but the people who have been doing the work, who are in more consciousness, go into that category that you were talking about originally of the people who are aware of their energy, that of where they are energetically, where they are vibrationally. There comes a lot of responsibility with that. But when we get into anything that has to do with one, obviously you can add a lot of things to make a 10, but this is a year of balance and polarity. So those that have done the work, when they feel this energy shift, it literally is like you're being lifted up. For those who are not, who are in the polarity of the opposite of what the energy is doing, not of people, but of what the energy is trying to teach them, if they're fighting it, they'll feel it. It'll give them a sense of they can do anything they want, and immediately they're going to get slapped down if they are not doing it in the right vibration. You've got to vibrate on the same level that the earth does, and that's what we're doing right now. The higher that we go, the more we're vibrating on the same level of the earth. If you're out of those vibrations by being stuck standing in ego, in a lot of judgment, in a lot of um, negativity, your vibration is very low, and it will not fit. So we'll all feel it, but it's what we do with it and how long that lasts. For people who are in awareness, yeah, we're going to have challenges throughout the year, but being able to see that there is a far more positive way, I mean, really feel it, not just hope for it, and the people who are in the lower vibration that just don't want to change because they want to recreate how 2,000 years of the world has been, and it's not just the states, I mean, it's all over the world, but that kind of energy where it's kind of like the universe or spirit or God allowed that to take charge theoretically on the surface so that we can get rid of it faster, because if you give somebody their head to be able to do whatever they want, you know they're going to shoot themselves in the foot, and we have to live through that. But also, we all have to participate, those on the higher vibe, understanding things from a different perspective, of being able to take these people and either make them so they can't hurt others, or drag them into an understanding that they don't have yet. Well, you know, that's the way I'm kind of feeling, you know, and again, back to, you know, to the people that are going to be in power very, very shortly. And, you know, everybody is, you know, moaning and groaning and, oh, my God, what he's going to do? And is he going to start World War Three and all of this? And I'm just saying, you know what? If you look at it differently, it could be a very exciting time because the changes are going to come so fast and so furious. And if you if you are in a protection mode of yourself, then you can just sort of observe it, but you don't have to take it in. And, I, you know, I'm really, really um, working at that in a big way because, and because the, the choice, there is no choice because if you, if you have to listen to all this crazy every day, it will make you crazy. But that's the point. That's kind of what um, these people are talking about because that's what they did through the entire campaign. They would say things that would stir people up because the main thing that's going on with this year with politics is that Trump represents, like the poster boy of the Piscean Age of the last 2,000 years of the male energy in charge without question. The overall lesson for 2,000 years wasn't just here, here, guy, you be in charge. It's how do you do that? How are you a good leader? How are you a good father? How are you a good authority figure? And as it always happens when we learn the lesson and we're kind of waiting for the next lesson to come on, it kind of gets, you know, swung to the opposite end of the pendulum where it's like really about how much they have power, not about being a good leader. So Trump represents all of the bad stuff about the lessons that were learned, about I have more power, I'm a man, you do what I say, nobody is worth me, not even other men, because I'm more important. 
But we've got that as a figurehead because we've also had 2,000 years of the parental voice or the male voice or the father voice. And what happens when we're children is that because we're raised by people for the first seven years, and they are our main teaching tool, the mother and father voice, even when you're 50 years old and your mother's 70 years old and she says something, the first thing you hear is that she is telling you the truth and you have to listen to her, even if a split second later you go, that's crap, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So we're listening to the Trump father voice, and he is having absolutely no qualms about throwing it all over the place, so we can realize that the importance of that is nothing anymore. It's making us come to grips with a programming that we've had for 2,000 years that no longer functions, but this is that last-ditch attempt, the last gasp of the Piscean Age males, white males in this case, really trying to take over and being in charge and recreate something that's already passed. And they're not going to be able to maintain it for long because the really cool thing is that on January 28th, when we shift into a new energy, that these guys who had last year as their big power year, and they think they set themselves up for power for the next four years, their energy is cut in half. Their effectiveness is cut in half on January 28th, just as the shift of energy happens. So them thinking they're going to be able to change things in their way, and it's about them and how they need to oppress everybody else, not going to happen even half as much as they think it's going to. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you know if if he is you know the last clawing effort of the of the Piscean Age, and now he's going to be diametrically opposed to what's going to happen on the twenty eighth. Um, it, it would seem that uh, you know sooner than later he's got to topple. You know, yes, more than sooner. I've only seen, and a lot of other psychics that I have talked to have seen. I see two months and three year in three. I'm sorry, two years and three months before he is either impeached or tried for treason or whatever, or he just quits. But that might be a long term. That's kind of the message that I got. I do okay. not feel he's going to be in for four years, and I don't know what's going to happen when that time is done, when the two years and three months is done. But I do know that we do not have a full four years of this man as president. Are, are the people that, that, that supported him and, and think that he's going to be doing great things for this country, after the 28th, are they going to believe it quite as much, or will that change too? They're going to want to believe it, because basically what he did in all of his campaign and the real reason that he got elected was that he gave everybody permission to stand in their own ego without having to be politically correct or nice, or they could be as prejudiced or as biased or as racist or as misogynist as they wanted to be, because he represents all those things. So that is going to, they're going to want it to continue because they want to feed their ego. And it's going to take a little while for them to kind of get up to speed. But, you know, Republicans didn't want him in the first place. And this is, again, father voice saying, okay, and now I'm in charge. You have to listen to me. Everybody's got to learn that that doesn't count anymore. And the people who are doing it because he supports their ego are the last ones who are going to understand it because it's kind of like they have to let go of their ego in order to realize that this is not where they want to be. And it will happen. It will not happen on January 29th because, you know, he's got to cause some damage or at least proposed to cause some damage before a lot of people are going to wake up and smell a coffee on this one. But they will. Yeah, well, that's something that we all have to look forward to. Whoopee. That's why I said, you know, self-protection, I think, is really important. Self-protection, but also it is about um, everybody's got to be in unison, not everybody, but the majority has to be in unison of understanding, not about they're going to go impeach him or whatever, but an understanding that this is not about he's going to, you know, kill the environment or whatever, but this is just a battle between 
ego and egolessness. We're heading, mm-hmm. the Aquarian age is taking us in the next 2,000 years to egolessness, to understanding the balance that all of us have, the harmony and connection that all of us have. But we're still at the beginning of that after being very, very polarized over the last 2,000 years. The polarization doesn't just go away, but we're getting break. there. I need to take us to commercial break. We're live today with Lori Johnson. My name is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard today, you can go to iTunes for Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to our website, poweredup.talkradio.com, to hear this episode and more like it. We'll be back after the break with more from Lori Johnson and Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck. We'll catch you after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's Virgin Here are some tips from the popular UK internet site, BuzzFeed, to help make your life a little more fun. Next time you catch a cold, try adding a touch of magic by holding a handful of glitter in front of your mouth just before you sneeze. By the way, here's a word coined by a Canadian disc jockey for that feeling you get just before you sneeze. Anticipation. Hey, slang is just language with its sleeves rolled up. The actual medical term for sneezing is sternutation. Here's a suggestion from one expert for making a cell phone last longer. You can double the battery life of your cell phone by simply putting the darn thing down. Well, that's plain old rumble gumption, which is another word for common sense. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls. Hey, 
ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're visiting today with Intuitive Lori Johnson. And we're going to move away from politics for a little bit, and we're going to talk about people getting in their own way. I see it with my ex-husband. I see it with my kids sometimes. I see it with my friends. I see it with myself. And it's amazing how much, especially when we resist the flow of things, how we can really just get in our own way. And I'm going to put the mic over to Linda, because Linda, we've talked about this so many times about how do we stay out of our own way. Then I want to hear about what Lori Johnson has to say about not getting our own way with the changes and the shifts that are happening in today's world. Yeah, well, you know, People are inundated, and, you know, the harder you work and the, the more you push, you know, the better you're going to be, and you're going to be so successful, and, and, and that's such, you know, bad advice. And I'm not saying that you lay back and just, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I'm saying you've got to do your work. You have a passion. You, you, you've got work to do. Do it. But then don't hold on to it. Let it go. And, or if you're doing something and you get really, really tired, don't press on. Stop. Give yourself a break and, and come back to it. Um, from my experience, any time that I feel pressed or there's just too much, um, I, I end up messing up the whole thing because I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, and the whole thing goes down the toilet. So I have learned, especially over the last five years, that just, do your thing and then just let it go and watch what happens. And um, nine times out of ten, the universe is going to take care of it. And if you're on the right path, it's going to give you, um, it's, it's going to, it's going to support you and, and bring things to you that you never thought were possible. Um, and it's not about your ego. It's not about the the present. You know, pressing on. It's just about being in a good space because when you're in a good space. Good things happen, um, and it's you know it sometimes it sounds so simple. It's really hard to do, but you know when you start practicing it, it really does work. You've got to give it a shot, especially this year. Very especially this year. Yeah, with this, um, <clears throat> we are so used to again in the Piscean age of trying to be in control of things, um, men being in control, control over fear or control the weather, control the animals, control the earth in ways that we never had control over. And this is a year where very specifically it's the let go, let God, let God, let goddess, let spirit, let creator, whatever it is that is higher being here. But it's trusting that we're all taken care of, and the more that we try to control things, the more it will slip through our fingers because we don't have it. It's, um, I had a client who's talking about, what her ex-husband is going to do next, and she's got seven different levels of trying to control how the energy is going to go when all it is that she's got to wait and see what's going to happen first and then move with that flow. Um, being able to trust intuition, trust creator, trust that everything is in the right path, even if we don't like it, it will take you where you need to be. And, you know, we kind of got a little burnt with things like the secret or the vision boards or whatever that you create something by, you know, really concentrating on it, I'm going to make this happen. But that doesn't take into consideration karma and your decision to be here and other decisions that are not necessarily conscious. So this year, more than any other, is you just let go of trying to control things and trust that you're on the right path, even if right now you don't like where you are, 
and in trust, like you're saying, trust every single moment of not trying to control this or that or the other thing, it's going to be a much easier year because we're getting into the flow of things in ways that take us where we need to go in spite of ourselves, but the more we don't fight it, the easier it's going to be. Well, I wanted to jump in and share something really quick about life-saving. And I know this sounds probably strange, but it makes perfect sense in the end. Um, I was a lifeguard, Lori and Linda, in my teens and my early 20s. And I never had to lifeguard on a river, but I had the opportunity once to guard on a riverbank. And they're like, okay, we need to give you some river training. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been swimming since I was four. I've got ocean training. I've got all this training. I'm like, okay. So I sat in this seminar for river training. And sure enough, when you either fall into a river or you jump into a river to save somebody, you don't fight against the current. You go with the current and then you let that current propel you forward, but you kind of angle over to the left or the right, whichever is closer, so that the current actually pushes you in the direction you're going, but you kind of guide it over to where you need to be. And that's like what I'm hearing you both talk about. It doesn't mean go with the flow and be swept over the falls. It's like go with the flow and do what you can do along with the flow. Am I, am I, is that, is that a correct um, or at least close to what you guys are talking about? Yes. I think yeah, so, one, Lori. Yeah, 100%. One of my big analogies is that when we started making these changes, especially in 2012, but even we were feeling this beforehand, it was like, Everybody on the planet was thrown into a raging river, and 80% of the population didn't like not having control, so they're trying to swim upstream to where they were taken out, to where, I'm sorry, to where they were thrown in. And the whole point of it is lay on your back, go down with the flow, find your current. It will take you exactly where you need to be. But if you fight it, it's kind of like you fought why you came here in the first place. Even though lessons that we get are not always pleasant, we all agreed to whatever we're learning in this lifetime. And the more you do exactly what that is, and doing the river training, going with the flow of what's going on, you will always, guaranteed, always be taken where you need to be. Easier, right? When you're paddling against the current, it's really, it's really hard. But when you're it going is. with the flow, yeah. it, you just sort of float down the river. And the only way we, you know, it becomes harder when we're doing that is if we think we know better or we think we have to do it better because of programming of how society has been or how, you know, the male energy has set it up. Nothing against the male energy, but their lessons have just gotten a little bit out of control right now, and we're getting them back in rain, but that causes a lot of issue on where you should be, on where you think it should happen. So take the shoulds out, throw them out altogether, and smack yourself in the head for saying that or thinking that, because it doesn't do anything but indicate somebody else's ego that gave you something. But basically, yeah, go with the flow. And you can, it's not control it as much as when you get into the same energy as that, the choices become unlimited because there's nothing really in the way. Absolutely. Because of the changes that are going to be happening and the, and the people that are um, understanding it and have done some work, uh, against and the ones that haven't, is it going to cause more animosity between the different factions that we that we see in this country now, or will it eventually become a peace thing rather than a war thing? In the beginning, it's going to be more of a combative thing because you're going to get these Piscean Age holdouts that are so insistent that they get to have their way, just like little kids who had to go to bed every night at the same time, and they wanted to stay up late. Now they get to stay up late, and they're going to really be obnoxious about it. But the people who are in that energy of being able to understand things from a different perspective, 
they're kind of going to see it clearer than they have before and that it's not about the fear of what they're going to be what these other ones are going to be able to do it's more about an understanding not everybody's going to get it there's still going to be a lot of anger that trump is doing what he's doing and that the rest of the world is doing what they're doing too but this is again get it out of the way in a short period of time by letting everybody have their head and then we'll all be able to be more understanding so kind of not exactly war but i would say more conflict out of resentment um, resentment that these people who are the holdouts really, really, really want to have their way, and it, the energy is not going to let them. And then resent from from the people who are looking at these holdouts and saying, "You can't destroy what we've already created just because of your ego." It will even out, just probably at least not in the first half of the year. What about things like ISIS and all of these crazies that are you know going and and, and going in and killing people you know discriminate indiscriminately? Will, will they feel it, or are they just so far gone it's not going to make a difference? They'll feel it, and their, again, their effectiveness will not be as strong next year. But their anger is righteous, and, um, you know, the Middle East is one of the two zero points of magnetic energy on the planet, and it is the one that does not move. And so the energy there, the people there, the beliefs there are incredibly... Um, stuck, and I don't mean stuck in a negative way. They just are, because from their point of view, they're doing a righteous thing, and from how they've been treated and used for their oil and all that kind of stuff, they are doing a righteous thing. So their power to be able to cause a lot of destruction will not be there as much, but they're not going to probably shift in the way that they're looking at things until they're on the other side when they okay. die. Um, uh, with this new age. Um, you know, we we saw Hillary lose the election, um, but are more women now going to be uh, brought into power, not only politically, but, you know, in business and, and in other areas as well? Yes. We still have about six years of revolutionary transition that is happening. This is Pluto in Capricorn, and that's a pretty big deal. The last time Pluto was in Capricorn, it's a 15-, 16-year cycle was when we had the American Revolution, and the people born during that time were the ones who caused the French Revolution. So we have six more years of that, of that kind of transition. Women will be rising more. Their effect on the world, on world power, on business, on everything will be more. But it won't be kind of like um, just easy to flow until after 2023. But, yeah, that's inevitable because this is all about, in the Aquarian Age, it's about balance and harmony, communication, and humankind, not mankind. It's not about the male energy defining everything else. It's humankind. And the women who are standing up, like Hillary, like Elizabeth Warren, like anybody who is making such a huge difference in perception, has already influenced generations of young women who now feel that there is no limitation to what they can do. Well, I need to take us to commercial break, but I can echo this from a very like gentle and sweet perspective. When my son, Zach, ran for uh, class president, um, he was one of two boys and there was like 12 girls. I mean, this is unheard <laughs> of. When I was when I was going to school, the men were always president. The girl would be secretary. And I sat up there in the audience watching the girls go across stage. And I'm like, all these girls want to be class president. And, you know, Zachy didn't win and one of the little girls won. And I was really proud of these girls because I don't think I ever would have done that at that age. So we can already see some of the changes coming through. We'll be back after the break and we'll talk more with Linda Franklin and Lori Johnson. This is Sandra Beck of Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. 
We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's Merging Did you ever wonder about the origin of Murphy's Law? You know the maxim that if anything can go wrong, it will. Murphy's Law was named after Captain Edward A. Murphy, an engineer working at Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. Captain Murphy was working on a project designed to measure how much sudden deceleration a human could stand in a crash. After discovering a transducer constructed for the experiment was wired wrong, Murphy squabashed the technician responsible by exclaiming, If there's any way to do it wrong, you'll find it. In other words, circumvent mistakes and miscavables before they happen. Aerospace manufacturers began quoting Murphy's Law to their engineers, and soon it became an eponym. It's Marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our lovely co- or not co-host, our lovely guest today is Lori Johnson. Lori, before we get deeper into our conversation this segment, how can people find you, and what are some of the cool things on your site? I know I personally love to get your newsletter every time you put one out. It's fascinating. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my uh, website is lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. The first name is L-A-U-R-I-E, all one word, and... Yeah, I've got um, like what I call a metaphysics or metaphysic gifts page, which is uh, meditations and instructions for being able to kind of like center yourself or do, I call them spells, but they're basically just meditations or prayers and being able to clear yourself to call love and clear yourself to call basically anything that you need in a natural way so that you're not trying to order it, but being again, like we talk about so much in the balance and the harmony with the river flow. Um, shortly coming up, there's going to be uh, a section on there with audio meditations so that if people need to do um, energetic protection or they need to be able to send unconditional love, those audio meditations will be guided meditations that you can play and walk you through these things so um, you learn how to be able to help yourself a little bit more. 
Well, I got to tell you, you helped me with uh, one of those meditations or one of those protection things um, with my ex-husband. And I will tell you, I think it worked great. You know, whether it's the angels, whether it's the spirits, whether it's the meditation, whether it's my freezer, whatever it is, (laughs) I will tell you that that stopped it in its tracks and and for that i'm i'm grateful so for anybody who's who's struggling or suffering if they have somebody in their life that's a real thorn in their side you want to check out Lori's website because there's a very simple practice on there that i did and then Lori, i shared it with both my sons because I felt it was necessary for them too. And it's so simple and it's so clean and pure and it's, it's beautiful actually. And it gave us, all three of us gave us a lot of peace. So you definitely onto something there. Oh yeah. That's the, the freezing spell. And that um, basically anything I put on there is non-harmful. It will not hurt another individual, but when people, as we were talking, are not aware of the energy that they're throwing around or, and sometimes they really want to hurt somebody else and they're not going to do it on a, you know, coming in violently in a physical way, they still throw out a lot of energy to make problems for somebody else. And this is just a simple way of being able to stop that energy from bothering you. It doesn't stop them from being idiots. It stops it from bothering you, which, and that's, right, and that's underneath the like, it didn't violate any of my Christian beliefs. It wasn't like, you know, we're getting a voodoo doll and sticking it through old pins and chanting and <laughs> running around setting a chicken on fire. I mean, you know, that's the perception of these things. Um, you know, there's some very simple things you can do that fall in line with any prayer and meditation. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I thought it was cool. Hey, yeah, thank you. It is. It's pretty cool. There's a mirror spell also to bounce people's energy off. I mean, there are just a lot of little things that you can do that basically is just being aware of energy and not manipulating it, but being able to use it in oneness with yourself to create positive change. And the reflection and the deflection, I think, was something that I learned also from your site. You know, and again, that's not it's not anything that's gonna gonna violate anybody's great beliefs. It's you know, we're not doing witchcraft and voodoo here. It's it, they're very simple, and I think it also affects a lot. It affected the way I thought, and it affected the way I viewed the situation. And I think that was also really helpful for me. Yeah, any kind of opening of eyes is helpful no matter what's going on. Well, talking about opening of eyes, because we're going to be going through this big transition, it's going to be a, a rocky road for the next little while. Are people that um, kind of see it the way we've been talking about it today a little clearer and, 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 and see it for what it is, is there anything that we can do to help the people that might be fighting against it or struggling? Is there anything we can say, anything we can do, any kind of advice that they might hear so that they don't take it as combative, it's, you know, be constructive? Um, honestly, right off the bat, no, um, because it's the energy of why Trump won is so that these people have their heads so that they can learn by letting them do what they want to do and finding out it's not successful. Okay, so... Being able to step in, and it's kind of like stepping in when somebody's having a tantrum. They can't hear anything that you're saying. So the point is, the more that you are clear on your own personal energy and working on self, not in a selfish way, but being aware and being aware of how much energy you put out, how much energy you take in, stuff that is not yours. Most people take on so much invisible energy, what I call piggybacked energy. People in distress throw it out there like clouds. And it will gather around somebody who is handling it 
in a more positive way, but that means all of a sudden you can wake up in the middle of the night and feel worried about something. You have no reason to feel worried about, and you don't realize that that's somebody else's energy attached to you. And the easiest way of getting rid of that is just asking, is this my energy? Is this my anxiety? Oh, my God, Laurie. Yeah. I mean, this is spooky because I was talking to my friend today, and, and he said exactly the same thing. Um, and then I, I even talked about it on one of Sandra's shows today, and it was saying, you know, when do when you feel anxious or worried or or ill or anything, you ask yourself, is this mine or is, yeah. is this somebody else's that I'm taking? So this is like, Sandra, oh, my God. Yeah, it's I important. know, huge. Because we don't think about that. And when we get an emotion like an anxiety, the first thing we think is not, oh, this must be somebody else's. The first thing we do is try to assign it to a reason that we would be anxious. And it's hard to recognize, but it is that if it's over and above what you normally consider is your anxiety or your fear or whatever, then it is literally take, it's no big deal to say, I take this out of the law, or is this mine? Because if it's not yours, it won't stay. It's kind of like dismissing whatever is not yours anymore. Lori, could this be also attributable to to physical things? I mean, physical things in your body that it might not be yours as well. Definitely. Because I mean, during Christmas and New Year's, I mean, I, I was feeling perfectly fine, except I had this low grade nausea, which was and it was just like, oh. so you know, from the eating season, I didn't do a whole lot of eating. But all I wanted was bagel, something plain, and and yeah. and. And I and I said that today, and it, it, so I don't. Know, maybe that's somebody else's. I mean, if, if it persists, I'll go to the doctor. But it, it could be a transformation. Yeah, that's the thing. As we get more sensitive, as we move further into the Aquarian age, and more sensitive with the energy sh- shift that we're having this year, we don't really know about it because this isn't stuff that is taught to us. So we're doing it kind of naturally, but then we also don't realize we have to protect ourselves because those that are not being able to take advantage of this, that are stuck in their own energy, are wanting to not necessarily hurt somebody else. But, you know, if somebody's in pain, um, they kind of want somebody to share it with them, or they do want to strike out and lash out. And that can happen in a very subconscious but physical way. It can approach just in anxiety, but can also approach in making somebody else sick. You can be near somebody who's really, 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 really angry, and it can physically affect you if you don't already know how to put up energetic barriers that don't allow that to bother you. And on your website, you have those energetic barriers? Yeah, and there will be the audio, again, meditation that kind of walks you through. So for like two minutes, sit down and imagine this and imagine that and feel this and feel that, and you create a sphere around you that protects you from picking up anybody else's energy or from there bothering you. That's wonderful. I mean, I think that's very useful, and I encourage all our listeners to go to to Lori's site to, 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 to just... Just take a listen. I mean, it could help you in so many ways. I know I'm going to do it. And and also, uh, Lori gives private readings too. So if you're, you know, you want to, and on a more personal level for each of you, then you know, Lori, you know, does wonderful readings as well. So, you know, she's she's just she's terrific. Her insights are, you know, just unbelievable. And she's not paying me to say this. It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just what I feel. I mean, she's she's just spot on. Thank you. Well, and I just, just wanted to add that in. There's no promotional. Lori did not pay any promotional fees to be <laughs> on today's show. I mean, I think it's I think it's important that we say these things because yeah. you know we could be shilling for you, Lori, but but you know we're we're actually fans, not not clients, and so mm-hmm. I think that's really important for listeners to know. Yes, yes, absolutely. thank you. I appreciate that very much. 
So what's your best best practice for for advice for us as we get into this 28th shift, uh, this shift on the 28th, um, and for the rest of the year? Like what what should we be focusing on or practicing or or you know what what's your best advice for us? The best that we can do is to be conscious of self, not in an ego way or uh, it's all about me way, but conscious of the energy that of what you're feeling, of what you're picking up, what why you're feeling it, because it isn't just that we pick up the feelings of other people, but it's related to trauma that we've had in this lifetime or another lifetime, or I want to be in a relationship with a guy, but he better not do this or that because this is the trauma of somebody else and it can affect a new relationship. So it's kind of like try to be as balanced as you can be. It's going to be a lot easier than it is right now when we get into the new, new energy. It will be a lot easier, but the more that we can be self-conscious, self-aware, and be open to feeling this and actually ask before you go to sleep, ask your guides, angels, and ancestors to teach you how to do this, to teach you how to hear them more. Not that they're going to start talking in your ear because that would be too freaky, but they can give you information so that you wake up thinking that you just thought of something and it basically is their voice giving you some new information. But the more we are balanced within self, because this is what happens, when you get balanced within self, the energy that you put off is very pure and very clean, which means that it can affect somebody else, even somebody who's in a lot of negativity or a lot of stuckness. It affects them in one way or another, in a positive way, but it's not about telling anybody what to do. It's like if you can be in your own power, in your own power within, you make a huge change on everybody else around you. Probably the best thing we can focus on. That's wonderful, um, because I really find that the more settled I get in my own skin, the easier life is for me. But can I just ask you really quickly, I know we only have a minute and a half to break. When you're settled in your own skin, do you attract crazy people too? Like, like do people want that, you know, in a in a like a negative way or do they want to come and have a piece of it? Like, or can you just be zen and relaxed and know that you are what you are? Um, yeah, you can be zen and relaxed, you know what you are, what you are, but if people are attracted to that, then there's something inside that either is giving you the option of being able to help them or to teach you that you do not need to help them. Either way, you don't attract something unless there's something in it for you to learn. Not necessarily that you have to put up with it, but maybe you just need that little kitsch that tells you, I put up protection so anybody I cannot help does not come near me. Got it, got it. All right, so we are here with Lori Johnson. Lori, your website again? Uh, LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com. com. There you have it. On behalf of Linda Franklin and myself, Sandra Beck, I want to thank you for being our guest today. For those of you that love this episode, check us out on iTunes. You can also find us on Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll be back again next week with another great spiritual, emotional, physical, how to have a better 2017 episode. We'll be back again next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pre-